commercial viability, Kyle? Yes. You're right. We don't have it. However, it's episode 100, Kyle. And you know what? This episode has been a long time coming. And it's obviously going to be great. You feel it. There's something in the air tonight, even though it's the morning. Phil Collins. You ever heard of him, Kyle? So Darby Cast, episode 100. Will this be a Europe Tuesday? An Economics Wednesday? A Politics Thursday? Sports Monday, Kyle? We used to do those. I don't know if this is going to be about sports. It would make the most sense to throw this episode into the catch-all that is Wild Card Friday. Wild Card Friday is so relaxed in constraints that you almost want to just say like, hey, tighten it up. And when I say you, I obviously mean dopes. Because nobody with an ounce of sense is ever saying anything like that. If you're a Darby Cast doctor, and what a doctorate that is. Let's take a little time to reflect upon that. Say you're jumping in on episode 100, and this is your first go of it. You're like, hey, what am I getting into? My name's Mason or Scotty or maybe David. We've got listeners in Spanish-speaking countries. Boom, gotcha. You're like, what am I getting into? A doctorate program. That's what you're getting into. And a challenging one at that. You have to challenge yourself to enjoy yourself, uh, appreciate hearing the truth, some anecdotes that never go anywhere, and some antidotes to the ubiquitous smoke screens, funhouse mirrors, and nonsense of Western culture. There's so much continuing to go on. And I feel like I'm talking about symptoms at this point, right? The underlying issues on the Darby cast. I feel as though I've hit most of those civilizational level issues. And I never really wanted the Darby cast to turn into a news program for Mason, Scotty, or David. There are some conceptual whodunits that I have maybe not touched upon. And so we've got to find those things. People are wondering, hey, jackass, how come you don't uh, put out episodes regularly? And let me tell you, it's because you can't monetize something like the Darby cast, at least not at this juncture. Very difficult to throw something together and be like, yeah, these woke people are fairly malicious and malevolent. And then you get people who say crap like, no, but they say that they're the good guys. And they're anti-racist, so they must be. Like, what, are you saying you're a racist? And it's like, boy, is this whole culture race-obsessed. What a mess, right? What a mess. But yeah, you gotta give pushback. That's the essence of the Darby cast. If you're newer, you're like, oh boy, did I need to hear about the importance of telling the truth. And if you're a sharp veteran, who owns more than one suit or a tasteful cocktail dress that shows off your figure, your lady. You understand that telling the truth is of the utmost importance, especially in times like these. And I've had some long thinks 
in between episodes because I'm like, man, have I just blown it? Have I ruined stuff for myself by doing this? And the answer to that is no. The answer to that is an unequivocal and resounding get bent. Okay. You got to stand up to those thoughts of second guessing yourself. Maybe this podcast episode just becomes an inspiration Saturday. Right? Kyle, can you can you make it here on Saturdays? Can you make it to the studio? It's going to be difficult for you. I get it. I get it. But let's talk about the important stuff that matters. I saw a kid walking across a crosswalk in a full soccer uniform, but he was wearing Crocs. And I just wanted to hop out of my car, do a barrel roll, you know, absorb the impact of jumping out of a speeding vehicle and just put one hand on his shoulder and be like, I'm so sorry for what you're going through. Your look says it all. Like, where are the cleats? Where are the cleats, pal? And I don't know if he would have had a good answer. He probably would have said something like, my dad sucks. And he wouldn't have been wrong. He totally wouldn't have been wrong. Let's talk about other things that matter, okay? The Rock with Sean Connery. Sean Connery passed away, and that's not okay. But what a metaphor that movie was and still is for stepping up and being a hero. Nicolas Cage, Stanley Goodspeed. In your life, consider that you are a shaper of reality with the truth that you tell. And then think about how that relates to special agent Stanley Goodspeed, played by Nicolas Cage, who dismantled rockets, took out the guidance chips, and prevented the city of San Francisco from getting wrecked with a biological nerve damage agent. Do you see how that's a lot like just kind of telling the truth in general? You must. If you're listening to the Darby cast, it's either because a highly targeted ad found you or because there's somebody in your life who radiates positivity and is benevolent and was like, hey, Joseph, I noticed that you're a total bummer lately. Can I lift your spirits in a huge way? Would that be the worst thing that could happen to you as you seem like you're in a perpetual state of rock bottom? Would that be a terrible thing if I elevated you to a place of enjoyment? Would that really just wreck everything for you? Are you enjoying being in this murky bog of depression? Joseph, you son of a bitch. Game time, baby. Time to send you a link. And boom. That's how the Darby cast gets spread. So the kid in Crocs, what the hell? The Rock with Connery and Nicolas Cage, good metaphor. Lots of applications, tons of applications, almost too many, some might say. This episode is going to be more of an exquisite pinball experience than Terminator 2. And if you don't know, the Terminator 2 pinball machine is the best ever. I would pay so much to get my hands on a Terminator 2 pinball machine. And so would Kyle, okay? And let's just, you know what? Time out, time out. 
as this is episode 100, this is our centennial, Kyle and DarbyCast doctors, let me issue a couple of key thank yous. One to you, Kyle. What the heck, man? You've hung in this since the beginning. Very impressive stuff. We will continue to press forward, Kyle, because we have to. There's simply no excuse for not putting out excellent content and blowing people's minds and treating them super right with saying things that are so borderline inappropriate in their correctness. Do you understand why that's important? Of course you do, Kyle. You're nodding at me feverishly, and I appreciate that. Let me issue a warm thank you to you, the DarbyCast doctor, the individual listener. Wow, I'm right in your ear right now, and I'm so happy that you're saying this rocks. Or if you hate this and you've been giving it the time of day to just get pissed all the time, I love you so much. If that is who you are, if you're the person who's like, I hate this, but I'm going to listen to every episode, that's fine. Sure, do I like the people who enjoy the show quite a bit better? Of course. But you got to love the haters too. I've been reading a little bit about compassion and love, loving thine enemies. You know, a book that talks about that. You ever heard of it? And that's tough. And that is tough. And some people right now are saying, hey, enemies don't exist. We don't have any enemies, not in this country. We're all friends, you son of a bitch. Let me tell you about all my friends. Random lady in Chicago I've never met. She and I are pretty tight. I am an intersectional love beast. Show me anyone and I will will them into my inner circle. Love that hustle, right? But that's, that's a challenge, right? How do you keep loving on some of these folks who are just like kind of, they're a little bit batty? It's a, it's a little bit tricky, right? Little bit tricky. How do you bless those who curse you? I'm still trying to figure it out. I promise I'm trying to figure it out. There are days when I'm not okay at it. I'm way worse than okay. But let me go back into the thank yous, okay? Thank you to my editor who reviews these podcasts before they get blitzed out to the public. What an arduous and complicated job that is to be like, is this right? Like I'm listening to this. Should this go out? But she does it every time. She is a personal hero of mine. I got to throw that thank you out there. What about big thank yous to the guests? Illuminati Mike, Forrest Galante, Maddie J, Z, otherwise known as Z Money. Great guys. Some people are saying, how come you never have chicks on the show? And to that I say, aren't there like a ton of chick shows out there where they're just like interviewing, what's that one called, Kyle? Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call her daddy? How do you pronounce that to get the correct meaning? Very different interpretations based on emphasis of the individual word. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Like, which one is it? I don't know. But if you want to hear interviews about, like, so I was on birth control, so I was getting triple teamed by a bunch of bikers in a dive bar. Like, I think that's the level of content. 
this show isn't necessarily that. But that's the beauty of podcasts, right? There's a lot of content out there. You can get a taste of whatever makes the most sense for you on any given day. I was having heavy flow on my period, and then I decided that I was going to use it in a pancake recipe because I was on the Discovery Channel at Shark Week, and I learned a little about blood because I just like wanted to attract some sexual predators, and I think sharks are predators. Are these the thoughts that are happening on Call Her Daddy? Maybe. I think so. And everybody's like, wow, this chick is so impressive. What a great individual. And I'm like, she sounds like kind of a run-of-the-mill tramp. Like she's just getting flipped 10 ways till Tuesday and she just invites a bunch of other wino skanks on there. Listen, I haven't listened to the show, full disclosure. Maybe it's great. Maybe I'm giving a scathing review of something on which I am not an expert, but surprise, surprise, I bet you it's true. That's kind of how the Darby cast works. You shoot the shot. I shoot the shot. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And then it just lands. Pretty cool. I feel as though I am to the sport of podcasting. Here's a little sports talk for you. As Steph Curry is to basketball, where it's like, you better watch it because I'm going to launch from anywhere and it's going to splash. Is that, Kyle, is Steph Curry even a relevant athlete anymore? I haven't watched the NBA since they partnered with China. Like, I really lost interest in like the Chinese Basketball Association. Have they rebranded yet officially? I don't know. But let's kind of talk about stuff that matters. Do I have any more thank yous, Kyle, that I've I've missed? That was obviously a joke because you got to give it up to JC, my boy. And that's it. Those are the ones that I have. And if you're kind of an inner circle Darby cast doctor and you know who you are, you're somebody with whom I communicate regularly via text message or otherwise, let me go ahead and issue a thank you to you for encouraging and being like, hey, I like this a lot. Or you could have done better, but I appreciate the journey. Peace be the journey. Cool runnings. Good movie. John Candy was in that. He was also in Home Alone 1. We talked about Home Alone a couple episodes ago. Pretty cool, if you actually think about it. So let's get into other stuff that matters moving forward. Not just the kid who was a train wreck at like nine years old. The kids are train wrecks now. I wouldn't be surprised if I was just out in the world and I saw an 11-year-old nursing a neat whiskey sitting on a park bench smoking a cigarette and being like, oh boy, this economy. Like that wouldn't even surprise me at this point. I'm pretty desensitized to people having a really bad time. Like that's still heartbreaking and tragic, but it's not out of the question anymore. A decade ago, that would have been much more concerning to me, but I'm like, he's probably got a podcast too and he's just trying to figure it out. Push forward, do all the creative stuff, make sure it happens. I have kind of a laundry list of things that I need to address. That's what happens when you uh, take two-month breaks to make serious deals, okay? There have been deals made in this interim period where I 
just business the hell out of business as a concept, okay? I just stare at the concept of business and I say, good luck, business. You're going to need it. And then they just kind of go out and crush it. That's something I've been doing, in case you were wondering. If you weren't wondering, you're getting it anyway. Let's talk about dramas on the network TNT. Does anybody watch them? I don't know. There's so much content out there these days. Can you imagine disclosing to somebody, like, I've been watching this killer drama on TNT. You're going to lose friends if you do something like that. You are. You are. They're immediately going to write you off as being like, boy, you just don't have a lot going on upstairs. And that's going to segue me into a point, as making an observation always does. How do I choose my friends? Some of you have been wondering over this journey. First filter is if they watch TNT dramas, they're out. Second filter, they've got to be funny. Third filter, they have to be interesting. Fourth filter, they have to be loyal. Fifth filter, they have to be able to name two songs by the band Creed. That's it. That's kind of, uh, that's my checklist. Do you have a checklist for people in your inner circle? Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe that closes me off to people. Obviously, the grand filter is like, are you um, a big fan of everybody's Lord and Savior, JC? And if they aren't, I'm like, I'm going to have to keep an eye on you. I give people a shot because I'm like, maybe you just don't know. And then I hand them a pamphlet on the book of John and just be like, you might want to get up to speed. If you want to just kind of shortcut it to figure out what's really going on with JC, this is a good way to do it. Or you send them a zip file of an audio book of the book of John, narrated by James Earl Jones, because that exists. And it is very riveting. King James Version. Anything other than King James, you could argue, is blasphemous. But let's continue. NCIS and Law and Order Special Victims Units. I'm obviously reading off of a list, which I rarely do, but I'm like, ah, episode 100, got to do a little bit of prep work, baby. I'm a little bit rusty. The cobwebs have accumulated in a fairly substantial way. Got to dust it all off and then high-five Kyle a couple times. I did that before the show. Like, Kyle, all right, let's go, baby. All right, here's another one. Yeah. And that set me off on the right track. What were my thoughts when I wrote down NCIS and Law & Order SVU? Perverse. Creepy. Why are people watching those shows? Not okay. That's it. Moving on. Mentors. Do you have a mentor? Do you have multiple mentors? I actually have nine because nine's my lucky number. Some of you may have been wondering, why did you stop on 99 for so long? So you could appreciate the number nine twice. Okay? Pretty important stuff. Here's another big one. Casey Archuleta. And that just raised a couple eyebrows. Say, who's that? Is that a famous person? Arguably. It's a guy I knew. Died in a horrific car crash. Well over a decade ago. But he taught me to do abs at the gym before I lifted other muscle groups, no matter what muscle group day it was. And boy, has that just paid off. Shreddedcore.com. 
Kyle, is that available? Buy it and just let's build a website with two words on it and just have it say Casey Archuleta, right? Pill homage. Homage? Homage. You get what I'm saying, though. The Darby cast puts a premium on physical fitness. If you go back and you listen to absolutely every episode ever, anywhere between three and seven times, you're really going to start to appreciate physical fitness in a big way, self-improvement, maybe even eating right, taking a zinc supplement, maybe cannonballing said zinc supplement with a little bit extra magnesium. That's a fast track to a shredded core. Maybe take a vitamin D supplement. Are you getting outside enough? I don't know if I am because I'm crushing too many deals in an office and I'm saying to Alexa and Sandeep and Danny and Sylvia and Brian and Carly and Jackie and Rip. Going through my emails, there's a guy named Rip. Wow, what a player. I just saved some puss for the rest of us, huh, Rip? But I'm flexing on them in business in a way that they thought not possible. I just want to let you know that that is something that will be available to you as a DarbyCast doctor as you earn your doctorate, which goes hand-in-hand hand with that Casey Archuleta version shredded core. I cannot impress the importance of that nearly enough. You're really exposed if you've got a sloppy core. Work the transverse abdominals. That's the rotational plane. You could do crunches forever and be a total dope, and succumb to a back injury. But I want you to work on the transverse abdominal plane. Look up the exercise wood choppers or wood cutters, depending on the source. That's going to maximize your core in a way that you're like, whoa, I want people to try to punch me in the stomach just so they get a messed up hand. That was actually Casey Archuleta's dying wish to me. He said, go mess up some people's knuckles with your abs. And boy, have I taken that seriously. How about this? Bull in a china shop as a phrase. How do you reason with a bull in a china shop? You can't. Good answer. You arrived there in your head before I even said it, and that's important. What are you going to talk a bull in a china shop? And you say, let's hash this out. Let's take a couple of these teacups, maybe brew up some chamomile and do this thing right. It doesn't work like that. And let me compare that to the out-of-control freight train that is the magical Satanist lefty nonsense going on in this country. Oh, boy, it just took a turn. What you're going to have to do from time to time with that bull in the china shop is not reason with it. But do similar things to, eh, what a matador would do. You pull out that piece of red cloth and you say, Doro, Doro, get your ass over here, huh? And then you pull it at the last second, and then the bull runs into a wall, made out of corkboard, and the horns are stuck. And then you just say, like, I'm going to let you run out of steam. And then I'm going to take you where you belong. That's out to pasture. And whatever that metaphor looks like, however you're seeing that and envisioning that in your mind, whether it's peaceful or extremely violent, I applaud you. Way to go. Use that imagination. Crank it up to an 11 out of 7. 
and do it right, you know? What a great episode this is, episode 100, my goodness. You enjoying this, Mason, Scotty, David? Of course you are. Let's talk about North Korea. What's going on there? Arguably, maybe some cool stuff. You ever notice the American news media that's just brimming with liars and psychos? How they consistently tell you the exact opposite thing of what's really going down? I thought about this the other day. What if North Korea was a good time? It probably isn't, but I just kind of put myself in that space and be like, what if it's kick-ass? I'm not going to go there and investigate, but that doesn't mean that I can't visit it on the Darby cast imagination train that we used in the episode All Aboard? Question mark. Was there a question mark after All Aboard, Kyle? I don't know. It's been a while since I looked through the catalog. Let's talk a little bit about North Korea for a second. Every child is state mandated to learn how to play the accordion. I've seen maybe three people in the world throughout my travels playing the accordion, and they were awesome. And they looked like they were having a good time, and everybody around them was also having a good time. So that actually gives quite a bit of support to my theory that North Korea could be eh, more okay than maybe we think it is. On the Darby cast, if you're newer, you're going to get hit with some pretty serious stuff. Some pretty serious stuff where you're challenged to be like, wait a second, is North Korea? How are they doing over there? I haven't thought about them in a while. Maybe they're not as big as shitheads as everybody says they are. But then let me also bring your attention to a really important question about North Korea, which is, who the fuck cares? That is so important. That question, remove the swear word from it because I'm trying to swear less. Just the big old who cares. I think that that needs to be employed constantly because people care about way too much these days. Listen, I spend a little too much time on the internet and I read about all these supposed issues And boy, does that just drain my compassion tank until it's like running on fumes, the lights on, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. So I've taken a stance, not of complete nihilism, where it goes into, oh, I don't care about anything, you know, kind of that whiny pussy uh, space. Nothing matters, dad. You know, it's not that. It's not that. But, you know, I kind of reserve my caring and compassion for my immediate geographic surroundings. People these days would say, hey, that's evil as can be. And I'm going to tell you that's not, not at all. If you want to talk about our levels of caring, think about it as circles. In the middle, it's obviously you and JC. Outside, your family. Then it's your community. Then it's maybe your region and state and country and world and solar system. And I am so impressed if you can care about all of those things all at once, not skip any of the tighter circles, 
and be like, listen, I care about a couple things. Let me tell you about it. I care about Chase C, my family, my community. Let me tell you about my region. Got love for the region. State, nation, world, solar system. I don't care so much about the galaxy or the universe at large, but boy, is our solar system something that just... Mm. There's people out there who are like that, and you just got to say, wow. But if you want to talk about an issue, right, how many people have just in this past eh, six years just turned their backs on their family or their community or their region? And they're like, Northern Arizona, I don't give a rip about you. And it's like, that's wrong. People just kind of jump those hoops. They jump out of those high-impact meaning circles. They go straight to the fringe. Like, I just want the world to get along. And it's like, you have no spiritual uh, foundation on which to stand. So that's going to be tricky. Also, you haven't spoken with your family in quite some time. You have no friends or tightly-knit community. Um, you have no idea what's going on in your region, okay? Um, so maybe we just kind of reel it in a little bit. People say, that's evil as can be, you son of a bitch. And that's when you say, you're wrong, bull in a china shop who just wants to break shit. Yeah. If you're too busy caring about the world, but you're not tending to the innermost gardens of your uh, circles of meaning, get out. Get out. I don't want you in my region. So that's important. In North Korea, there are 17 allowable haircuts for females. And boy, do I respect the shit out of that. Gals are so wound up in the barrage of advertisements that get volleyed their way on a daily basis. Picture this, if you're a dude. Imagine if you got a gajillion ads a day because you were on your phone comparing yourself to all your friends and wondering who was the hottest. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but chicks do this. All the while, you're getting told how to be, how to look, and what to do. You know, chicks in this country, they're getting ads from L'Oreal Paris, which is probably made somewhere in Wisconsin or something. And all the while, they're getting career fair advice from Funyuns, which I believe it's owned by Frito-Lay, but like the specific division of Funyuns and be like, do you want to be an area HR manager for Funyuns? Forget about having kids for a second. In fact, put that off until you have no more viable eggs left. Because kids, who cares? But Funyuns, now that's something. And some chicks are falling for it. So I guess to round out that thought, um, you got to respect the hairstyle mandate in North Korea. Because it's like, what do they care about style? They've got their lanes open to them and they're all like styles from the 1980s where it's like feathered bangs those are just two words that i've heard together i don't even know what that looks like but imagine if you kind of restricted the style 
and cut down on advertising and just said, fuck off, Funyuns. Stay away from the women of this country. Stay away. I would love to tell a lot of corporations that. Just be like, can you just like stay away from the chicks and quit being such creeps and like trying to convince them that wearing a power suit and freezing their eggs is like the life worth living? Can you stop that, corporate America? That'd be great. Thanks. Here's another thought. I've been going back to the gym, hitting the weights in a way that is not insignificant. I've been taking it a little bit more seriously lately, not having so many side conversations. And although that pains me some days where I just want to go up to somebody and just be like, hey, Katrina, you look like a hungover mess. I bet you just, can I get you a smoothie? No, no, I don't want to go out with you. Just can't stand to see somebody in such a poor state of health trying to pull it off and failing so much. The Gymshark brand is alive and well. Are you a benevolent smoothie giver in your area? That's a question to ask yourself today. That's totally a question. Prison. That's something that I wrote down. People are saying there's too many incarcerated people in the United States. And I'm going to go ahead and make the argument that there aren't enough. Have you heard of this? Uh, That this whole past year when people were like committing arson and uh damaging a lot of property with bricks and like fireworks with nails hammered into them. The district attorneys would be like, you're free to go. I'm not going to prosecute. Get out there and do whatever, you little rascal. A lot of criminality. Sure, we've got a lot of people incarcerated in the U.S., but we are uh, flooded with criminals. So what do you do with them? Deputize everybody and say, game on. That's an idea. Maybe not the right one, but it's an idea. Here's another idea. Do you remember in the Olympics? I think it could have been the Sydney Olympics. No, it was more recent than that. The Australian sprinter chick who did the cutest shimmy you've ever seen. That's what we're fighting for. Remember that. I'll figure out what her name is. Kyle, what do we even search for that? Hot Australian sprinter shimmy warm-up, that was peak Western civilization. I'm going to throw a bone to Australia on that one. I normally index quite heavily on the U.S. and Western Europe. That doesn't mean I don't care about Australia and Eastern Europe and even sometimes Canada. I know that's hard to believe, but Canada, somebody thinks about you from time to time, and that's me. Other important thoughts that You've missed as I've taken two months off to crush deals and do damage to the concept of business as a whole. WNBA games. Have you watched any? That's the entire thought. Maybe my closing thought for episode 100, airsoft guns and paintball guns. Who cares? Get rid of them. Step up. Get some real hardware. Do it right. Well, you can. They're probably coming for your guns, even though Joe Biden said, if you want to take us out, by that he meant like the corrupt oligarchy that's raping this country in every way imaginable, just like quintuple penetration as a social construct. He said like, you're going to need F-15s and nukes to take us out. 
But have you ever heard of Vietnam and Afghanistan? There's a bunch of farmers who were just had AKs and they're like, no, no, get out of here. Lord of the Flies. Good book. 1984. Also a good book. Brave New World. Also a good book. The movie Idiocracy. Great movie. Go ahead and check out all four of those things. Find their intersection point and boom, you've got the United States right now. No, I can't. Kyle, I can't wrap up episode 100 without sharing what happened the other day. I saw two senior citizens making out behind a bush. They caught me briefly being like, what? And then they got up out of this pile of dirt and leaves and jogged away and talk about a forbidden romance. And maybe that's kind of the relationship you have with this podcast. It's like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be listening to this. We shouldn't be enjoying this. That's if you're saying that to somebody else, if you listen to the Darby cast as a unit with someone else, which I really respect. This love story that is the Darby cast is great. You know it, I know it. And now Mason, Scotty, and David know it, and that's important. Jumanji, Christmas movies, Curious George, prototypes, mullets, Babar, the French elephant. These are all ideas that I've been thinking about, and I will leave you on that. Darbycast episode 100, thank you to you, the listener, the Darbycast doctor. I appreciate you a lot. I mean that earnestly. I know there's a lot of nonsense on this podcast, but I truly appreciate you listening and being on this journey with myself and Kyle. Darbycast. Wildcard Friday? Do I say Wildcard Friday right now? <laughs>